This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get amplified. Hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here. I'm so happy to bring you another amazing interview today. I am talking to Jody Krangle from VoiceOvers and vocals.com and Jody is the host of the audio branding podcast she's an expert when it comes to everything to do with your voice your vocals your sound and all that amazing things and I'm so excited to bring Jody here to talk to you guys today how we can improve our audio quality make sure that we are branding our audio and make sure that our podcasts are sounding amazing so welcome Jody thank you for being with us today thanks for having me it's great to be here Awesome. Loving your sound as well. So how long have you been working in the sound space for? I've been a voice actor since 2007. So it's been a while and that's a full-time profession. So that is all I do. That's awesome. <laughs> so how many hours a week you're finding yourself in the studio recording? Amazing. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Wow. That's incredible. More. Mm -hmm. So somebody who spends more time recording things than we do as podcasters. I love that. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome so what is your setup that you have what do you use for your microphone it's actually really a simple setup um, but I will say that my microphone is a fairly expensive microphone I'm using a Sennheiser 416 it's a shotgun mic mm -hmm. and generally that's what you'll find at the top of a boom mic when they're filming mm -hmm. um, it works really great for for film because it's very directional so if you point it in someone's direction it'll catch them really easily mm -hmm. and I'm pretty much faced on with it right now <laughs> um, and uh, actually I usually have it pointing towards the corner of my mouth so that I don't overly pop peas or anything like that but I also do have a pop filter um, and I guess it's hard to see right now because I have my virtual background on um, uh, but I can get rid of that so you can actually look at it um, the setup that I have is a pretty simple one because I like to have a simple audio chain so there's less likely stuff to go wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so all I have is this mic going into a Motu microbook and I actually have one of the original silver boxes so it's like mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty old but it actually works really well and uh, that just goes directly into my computer and uh, I am one of those very strange audio people who actually uses a PC. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it's funny. I feel like more techie people use PCs these days than Macs. <laughs> Finding well, <myself>. I used <laughs> to sell PCs back in the day. I used to sell them when the 386 SX was new. And I don't know if you remember those days, but wow. they were way back there. And so <laughs> I'm awesome. used to... Yeah, I'm used to the the computers that I'm I'm used to PC because I mm -hmm. I've been familiar with it since DOS and that tech doesn't upset me or make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also doesn't change super quick either. So you know what you're doing for a true. long time. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your setup with us. And it's funny how we were we were mentioning before recording how 
embarrassed I was because I'm not using my microphone today. <laughs> it's sitting in a new box over here. It just came in the mail yesterday and I haven't set it up yet. And I haven't got the boom arm set up yet. And mm -hmm. I sold my other one to a client as, as I was, as I was coming back from the mailbox. So it was, uh, you know, we're using no microphone. So we're going to see the difference in quality of sound that makes using this podcast as an example of how good <laughs> Jody sounds and then how bad it sounds when you don't have a microphone. <laughs> well, let me qualify that just a little bit too, because I am in a five by four sound treated booth mm -hmm. and I need that to do my job because my sound needs to be as dead as possible. It needs to have nothing on it because the producers that take my sound will put all of their coloring and, and producing on it. And I don't want to ruin that for them at all mm. so what i have to give them is totally clean and mm. that's why the five by four booth <laughs> but i will say that you can get away with whatever mic you happen to have mm -hmm. if your environment is sound treated mm, if you have very few uh, hard surfaces around you and they're um, rounded surfaces as opposed to angles mm -hmm. you can get away with a lot like it really doesn't matter all that much what kind of a mic you're using you'll get the best out of whatever you have that's interesting because you know going forward like usually it's everyone's like all about the mic all about the mic all about the mic but really it's actually not all about the mic it's about what's around you that's really exactly interesting. yes and i'm i'm going to be totally controversial and say that you <laughs> I love do not need to spend a lot of money on the gear you really don't i do because mm -hmm. i make a living at this right <laughs> <laughs> this is what i do every day but i will never say if you're doing a podcast and you're doing it for a hobby or you're doing mm -hmm. it for fun or you really just want to get your message out there and i totally mm -hmm. get that I would say don't worry about your mic or your headphones or anything else before you treat your, your surroundings. Mm, I like that. And also, you know, I think a lot of people use the technology and the equipment as like, you know, this little bit of a barrier that they have to hop over before they actually get started. So need it. <laughs> Audacity is free. GarageBand mm. is free. Twisted Wave you can get on your, your Mac. I mean, all of these things are, are free. It's not really about the tools it's about where those tools are <laughs> yeah. and that doesn't have to be pricey either like you can just use regular blankets and stuff mm -hmm. like that just make sure that your surfaces are covered and your angles are rounded and you know do the best you can awesome and so what do you like the best thing to do that with it would be like blankets or like it's like you know you see those egg carton things or what are the best things for densing up an area it really depends on what you have at hand. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have just recently found a video online of a guy that did a closet like his, <laughs> uh, of his with um, blankets that he found at a thrift store. He just put them all over the walls and, and rippled them a little so that mm -hmm. there was no actual like continual surface for the sound to bounce off of. You need it to mm -hmm. be interrupted, let's say mm -hmm. it that way. But it does not need to be... Uh, expensive. Pick a corner of your room and treat that and round the corner. Uh, pick a closet and cover the walls in rippled blankets. Like, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money on this, but your environment will make your sound so much better. And I will say that I love this mic, but I would never use it. Well, okay. The, the 416 is an unusual mic in that it cuts out the sound on either side of it 
very, very well. So as a travel mic, it works hugely well. And it's great for the film industry as well. That's why they use it. Mm -hmm. uh, so in, in this case, this particular mic, the reason I use it is because voiceover people find that it makes their voice pop a little bit. Just it puts it forward a little in the mix, which is great. It just makes you sound good. <laughs> you sound great. <laughs> but, yeah, but you need to have the environment for that mic to really shine. Um, in a lot of cases with mics, and it depends on the mic, that will shine more <laughs> depending on what environment you have. So if you have a sound-treated environment and you don't have an expensive mic, that mic is probably going to sound pretty decent just because <laughs> your surrounding is able to use what the mic can do. <laughs> awesome. My brother was, uh, when he first started podcasting, he lived in a fishbowl and mm -hmm. it's all glass, all hardwood floors. And he was like, how am I going to record in here? So he mm. got this like, you know, little box here and lined it with foam. Yeah. The microphone yep, in totally there. Do that. He was like, put his head in there. <laughs> like, yeah, you can totally do that. Sound box. It was super funny. And you can definitely hear the denseness in his You, voice. you can. Yeah. yeah. You can use moving blankets. Uh, mm -hmm. You could hang curtain rods in a square on the ceiling and mm -hmm. just put moving blankets and grommets around and you can like pull them back when you're not using them and mm -hmm. pull them around you. And that's going to be automatically a rounded corner because, you know, the, even if you put it in a square, it's not going to actually be a full square when the curtains are hanging down. Yeah. Um, you know, there's tons of ways that you can do this. You can use a portable um, wardrobe, you know, the mm -hmm. ones that you can hang oh, yeah. clothes from mm -hmm. and, and just, you can put a blanket over that and put it behind you if you're facing a wall and you've treated the corner, you know, there's all sorts of cheap ways to do this that will not take all that much Good and will ideas. make your microphone, whatever it is, sound so much better. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a, a huge problem in my, in my work, workspace. It's a co-working mm -hmm. space, but it's like, even our, even the private room there is like, it's just like beautiful hardwood floors, high ceilings, and it's just mm -hmm. really echoey in there. So yeah, that's not a- Put a rug on the floor. That's a great place. You're, you're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We have a client that moved from um, one house to another and you could like really hear in our podcast. I was like, hold on. What happened this week? Did you move? <laughs> Change rooms? Yeah. Like, hold on. <laughs> that sound is just like so different from one mm -hmm. place to another. Amazing. It totally does. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you get into becoming a voice actor? Well, I've been singing since I could talk or probably before mm -hmm. I could talk. <laughs> um, so voice has always really been a thing for me. I've just always really loved it. My mom was a singer as well. And uh, my sister is currently a singer. <laughs> um, <Your family> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my dad played guitar and piano all by ear. And yeah, it was, we did not have story time at, you know, before bedtime. We had sing-along time. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <Yeah. laughs> um, so I've always been interested, but um, it wasn't until... I volunteered for the CNIB for a little while and read books onto tape for the blind. That was the Canadian National Institute mm -hmm. for the Blind. And um, it was only a year, but uh, I learned reel-to-reel -reel tapes. This was in 95, 96. <laughs> uh, and I was fascinated by the tech of it. And I was fascinated by the speaking end of it and the bug kind of bit. But I didn't really act on it until I got really bored doing internet marketing and SEO because I did that for like 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, when Google became the only game in town, I got really bored. 
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know if you've, you might've had several of these moments in your life, but I had a moment in my life where I just couldn't do it anymore. Just one more day was too much. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like, I liken it to coming in after a really, really bad date and leaning on your door and just saying, never again. <laughs> <laughs> no more SEO for me. No more. Just no more. So yeah, basically I researched voiceover on the internet in 2007, met a whole bunch of people on a message board of all things. They don't really do that anymore. Uh, and was very kindly welcomed with open arms. This is the most fantastic community that I have ever been a part of, seriously. <laughs> That's cool. I love that. Yeah. And you have a podcast called Audio mm-hmm. Branding. And you yeah. say that, so your tagline is the hidden gem of marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love you to just like, kind of like say like why you, why you say that audio is the hidden gem of marketing. You've gone from SEO website yeah. to like now audio marketing. I'd love to hear your take on that. Well, audio has always really been important to me, but when it comes to companies, they always seem to focus on the colors in their logo and the way their logo looks and all of the things that make up their appearance. And they're very big on keeping it all, uh, you know, the bigger companies especially are very big on keeping it uniform in everything they do. Um, You know, the Pantone colors and all of that, they're all, you know, down to the letter, like they've got it all figured out. But very rarely do I find companies that have actually considered what they sound like and how that relates to the emotions they want people to feel when they hear about their company. And that can go as far as, as simply as they're on hold. Like what's, what's the music on their on hold? Hopefully not elevator music. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of differences, but you know, if you're a casual company, do you want to have formal, you know, uh, classical music on your on hold? Probably not. (laughs) Uh, If you're a very formal company, do you want to have like 80s hair bands? Probably not. (laughs) You know, like things to think about. Um, Does your sound match your visual? And does it evoke the emotions that that you want your visual to evoke? And is it consistent? And I don't find a lot of people are actually considering that. And podcasters can consider that too. It's not just companies, you know, I'm sure a lot of podcasts are branded to their Mm -hmm. company and they should be thinking about that as well. So what intro music do you use? What kind of voice do you use? Do you use contractions when people are speaking about your company and advertising for your company? Or are you more formal, like a finance company or an insurance company or something like that, and you don't want the contractions used? You want it to be a little more classical and formal, you know? It, it all plays a part. Mm, that's awesome. Wait, we were just talking about this before we press record, so I'm going to bring it up again. What's okay. your thoughts on like, you know, there's a saying out there to have like a female voice for a male podcaster in the intro and then the reverse for a male podcaster have a, or a female podcaster have a male voice. What, what are your thoughts on that? And is that really important? I don't think it's hugely important. I think it can work in your favor just to make the contrast, you know, so that someone Mm -hmm. doesn't think that the person doing the intro is actually the host. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you are, uh, like, for instance, I do the intro and outro for my own podcast, Mm -hmm. because I like talking to my audience, and I like them to hear my voice doing what I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's kind of the point. Um, But 
It all depends on what your goal is. And that's individual to each podcast. And I Mm -hmm. wouldn't claim to say that there's a right or wrong way, Mm -hmm. whatever works for you, but whatever fits your branding. So you really do need to think about the emotions that people feel when they hear your brand. And that goes along with the music too. Like I can, exactly, you know, I've seen yes. some like disconnected music from like the voice. Then it's like, then the person comes on and they're really quiet and the voice, the music was really loud. It's like, mm-hmm. hold on. What's the whole picture here? Yeah. So any like yeah. hot tips for us as podcasters? As far as choosing music or? As far as like making sure that our sound, our, our sound and our branding is all like cohesive and sound and like, you know, we've got the whole package. I would say um, think about the, I would say think about the emotions. We've, we've just talked about that. Mm-hmm. We touched on it. Um, but I would say uh, if, you, if your company has a particular logo and that logo has colors, mm-hmm. um, then what colors, what sounds evoke those colors? The, the feelings that people would feel when they see that color, what's the sound that goes with that um, mm-hmm. type of music, type of voice? Um, we spoke about whether you're casual or formal, um, mm-hmm. you know, these are all things to consider. And there's a lot that goes into that. That's why there are actually audio branding companies out there. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, um, if it's okay to mention, I actually do have an audio yeah. branding worksheet on my website. It's at voiceoversandvocals.com slash resources. Mm, and cool. people can download it's basically a worksheet that has a fillable form pieces of a form it'll just help you brainstorm pretty much that's great thank you and so you know i'm thinking Mm -hmm. about colors and sounds is there like some resource guide that tells you what kind of sounds come with what colors or like you know i'm thinking green is like more energetic yellow is kind of more mellow am i right on those or (laughs) you know what i don't know that there's any one way of doing it i know um what is it synesthesia i think it's called um when people uh hear color Um, so uh, I get the idea that that's on the autism scale, but it's mm-hmm. kind of a brilliance as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, but I don't know that it's the same for everybody. And, and so I would just say, go with your gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, your company better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I would say, go with the emotions. What emotion do you want to evoke when people look at and hear your brand. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any? That's that's the that's the key, I think. Getting people to feel, you know, what you want them to feel. Yeah, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. The feeling part of it, and you know, is there any? I mean, this might be going off of the audio branding part. Is there any like particular <laughs> want our audience to feel as we're like, so if we're going to sell something, particular feeling, if we're going to, um, you know, talk about you know, an emotional thing. It's another feeling. Is there, there, what kind of feelings do we want our audience to have? Well, you want to know what your brand emotion is. So what problem does your brand solve? Mm -hmm. And what does the solving of that problem make people feel? I think that's probably the direction that you want to be headed. Um, You don't want to focus on the negative emotions because if you do that you might turn people off but at the same time I wouldn't go too overboard with like the selly stuff because Mm -hmm. 
authenticity is huge right now. No one wants to be sold to. They want you to sympathize. They want you to be there with them. Um, They want you to understand them. And that's what this is about. It's not it's not really about selling, although we kind of know it is. <laughs> I mean, you know. Covert selling, not It's covert, covert selling, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, yeah, we all buy based on emotions, right? right. We, we don't buy because it's a logical conclusion to our, you know, mind figuring <laughs> things out. We, we buy because someone appealed to our emotion and we couldn't help ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it should be a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would hope. I mean, we, we buy based on emotions and then try to explain it to ourselves logically. That's right. kind of, you know, it's kind of like the ass backwards way of doing it, but that's Definitely. how sales happen, you know, in a lot of cases. Right, for sure. And being having marketing brains and like thinking that way, mm-hmm. but knowing that we have to see things and be covert about it a little bit covert about it. <laughs> well, people's BSO meters are really, really high these days. Totally. Yeah. They've really been high. too many times. There's been too many instances where you're like, wait a second, what? Did that just get past me? <laughs> yes. But yeah. the same way that people are sold to all over the internet, um, usually that's in an uh, in a, a visual way. Mm-hmm. And so if you can appeal to them in an audio way, mm-hmm. that's gold because it cuts right through and it hits your heart. Mm. So even the music you use on a video, whether or not you have voiceover on it, mm. the type of voice that you're using, again, depending yeah. on whether you're casual or formal or what mm. you're selling and what you're doing, there's all these considerations. But because audio was almost rare in some situations, especially now, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm on the internet all the time yeah, and sure. the visual stimulation is insane. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but the, the audio really sticks out because I hear things a lot less than I see things. Mm-hmm, definitely. And it's interesting you were saying, uh, it just brought me back to a podcast that's doing really, really, really well that we work with. And I was like, yeah, this podcast it is amazing. But like, why is this one doing so, so well compared to all these other ones that are also very amazing too. But then it reminded me of my uh, podcast manager. She was saying every time she heard this intro, her and her daughter get up and dance and it was like, uh-huh. that might be part of the reason that it's doing so well is because it could people very well get up be. and dance and it's evoking this like happy emotion uh, yeah. for, for the listeners. That was very cool. I just mm-hmm. put that together in my head as you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it depends on what the topic is of the, um, of the podcast. I mm-hmm. mean, if it's like a grief counselor, then maybe that's not what you want, but <laughs> it depends on what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. And this one's helping you overcome your anxiety. So I, I think that is a happy thing for them. I to, think, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good, yeah. And music definitely improves your mood. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, that is a big focus of a lot of music, you know, changing your mood. Yes. Changing the mood. If you could like come into listening to the podcast, having not being in the greatest mood, leave feeling so much better. Like that's mm-hmm. like, just as like getting a workout in, right. Those endorphins are going and now yeah. you're good, feeling good. You're going to always associate that feeling with that podcast. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really amazing. I love this conversation because it's not one that we have very often about sound and audio and the quality of sound and everything. So cool. I wish we'd have it more often. <laughs> <laughs> right, I bet you do. Yeah, I bet you do. I think I'd be listening to a lot more podcasts if that were the case. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if people had better audio quality. So now as a listener, you know, you have mm-hmm. a little bit more probably of a, 
a pickier ear than most people, right? Um, but is that something that really turns you off from a show? If the audio quality is off, you won't come back and listen again? If it's really awful. I mean, it has to be really awful for me mm -hmm. to turn it off if I really like the content. Uh, but most people are, aren't too bad, you know, mm -hmm. it's just if it's really, really soft and I can barely hear it, or if it's really, really loud and there's all sorts of like artifacts and stuff like that all over the place, <laughs> I just, I can't, I, you know. Mm -hmm. Also, one of the things that really, really bothers me, and mm -hmm. I, may be, I may be the only one who's going to make a big deal out of this, every time someone pops a pee, mm -hmm. I just want to scream. <laughs> because there's an easy $5 solution for that, oh, right? <laughs> there totally is. But I think part of that problem is that people are too close on the mic. Mm. And there's, there is a sweet spot for being on the mic. You, if you're too far away, you sound like you're yelling and you get more of the room noise. Mm -hmm. And if you are too close, you get a whole bunch of pops and, and hear mouth noise and all sorts of stuff that no one wants mm. to hear. <laughs> what do you say is the ideal, like a distance, like from the like mouth to the microphone? I usually um, put from the end of my pinky to mm -hmm. the end of my thumb if I'm spreading my fingers. Mm -hmm. So like that will, will go to the corner of my mouth. Gotcha. Um, and, and that means that, yes, the pop filter helps, but it, if you're crosswise against, like if you're a little diagonal on the mic, just a mm -hmm. tiny bit, it'll help with popping peas and, and stuff like that as well, because it <laughs> yeah. won't be quite as easy to pick up. Right. It's like, instead of it being like directly in front of yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. If you're right on it or, you know, like, don't swallow it. Just don't. <laughs> Like I, I've seen so many weird configurations of people when I see them on video doing their podcasts. Like it just there's a ugh. reason uh, podcasting was meant to be audio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't see that big yeah. microphone in your face. Right? Yeah. And I mean, I, I get it. Like we're all learning. Yes. <laughs> the only reason that I have an advantage, as far as that's concerned, is because of the voiceover. Because I had the equipment, I knew how to use it. That is definitely an advantage when it comes to podcasting. But at the same time, I tried to make it too perfect in the beginning. Like when I started, mm -hmm. I was removing breaths because that's what you do in voiceover. <laughs> right. But people breathe, <laughs> especially in a podcast. So if you get rid of the breathing, then it just sounds robotic and no one's going to listen to it even if it's pristine audio, you know, it just, yeah. it's strange. I'm, we're totally on the same line as that. It's like, you know, I, we have some people like, can we remove every um and ah? And like, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like, you want to be authentic. And like, this yeah. is a conversation. You yes. might say some weird things and that's okay. Be you, make mistakes. <laughs> exactly. People don't really care. That's, they're and here. In fact, they can relate to you better when you do make mistakes, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Being perfect is not what this is about. Reaching your audience emotionally is what this is about. And you can't reach them emotionally if you're not being real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. Uh, totally. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. What can we learn from going on to your podcast? Well, I do have a, <laughs> I do have a, um, a trailer at the very top of my uh, podcast page, which is at audiobrandingpodcast.com. And that will explain a lot uh, about which episodes to start with and how frequent it is. I usually release every week on a Wednesday morning. And what I try to do is I try to talk about how sound influences us in general, but usually with an advertising marketing kind of spin. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, well, because I, I kind of wanted to gear it towards ad agencies and video production companies and mm-hmm. social media producers and, mm-hmm. and people who are producing content that need to explain it to their clients. Why should they pay attention to this? Why is it important? And uh, I, I will say that the episode I ask people to start off on is number 19, okay. which is the first part of my interview with Steve Keller. And Steve Keller is the Sonic Strategy Director at Pandora. And he has been for hmm, probably a year and a half, almost two years now, I think. He's doing an excellent, excellent job. But I love the conversation we had because he is a scientist, a psychologist, an advertising marketing guy, and wow. a musician. What a combination. Like all of these things. Yeah. So if anyone's going to know how to influence with sound, <laughs> he knows a lot. Sure. Exactly. He knows a lot about this. He actually did a TED Talk uh, on the subject. It's called... Uh, uh, oh, I think I have it on one of my blogs, which is cool. called 18 Minutes to the Power, uh, to Harness the Power of Sound. And his TED Talk is at the bottom of that, pod, uh, of that blog. Awesome. And that yeah, out. it's, but if you look up Steve Keller on YouTube, you'll find that TED Talk very cool. easily. And it is definitely um, mind-blowing. Our, awesome. our senses are strange, you know, like mm-hmm. he was telling me about a promotion they did for uh, a, a sports drink. So kind of like Gatorade and uh, but not the same thing. And I'm, I, it was called Propel. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. And um, they were doing um, Pandora has an advertising end of things. Um, mm-hmm. And they were doing a promotion for Propel where they invited people in. It's not happening now, <laughs> but they invited people in and they had them put uh, headphones on at a sort of DJ station and taste the drink while oh. they were dialing in the sound. And based on the sound they were hearing in their headphones, it would make the drink taste sweeter or saltier. Wow. Yeah. So how weird is that? Like our senses are just, they're all intertwined. And, and so if you, yeah. So if you understand how it works, I mean, who knows exactly how it works, but we're working on figuring that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's no limit to what you can achieve with it. Like for instance, in healthcare, if you wanted more um, pleased with their food, if they wanted it sweeter, you could actually play certain sounds to make them experience their food sweeter. Um, Music in restaurants, you know, that kind of thing Mm -hmm. makes the experience just more, just more. Um, More appealing yeah. to the senses, right? That's exactly. So cool. There's there's just so much to this. Yeah. And we don't have all the information yet. Uh, plus, you can use this for good or you can use it for evil. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to be very conscious of, you know, how influence, how much influence this can have. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's, there's, yeah, it's funny. The casino industry has a lot of... Um, regulations based on what you can't do with sound. Like for instance, um, uh, the shave and a haircut, right? You can't actually have a casino machine, like a slot machine. Mm-hmm. They've actually regulated this. You can't have a casino machine that plays part of that and doesn't finish it unless you keep playing. Wow. 
that's great because we are compelled (laughs) we are compelled (laughs) to keep playing (laughs) exactly until we hear the rest of that song oh my gosh wow right and yeah so it doesn't have to be that song but Mm -hmm. that kind of deal you you can't Mm -hmm. get away with that in the casino industry they've regulated it like really (laughs) they've a lot a lot but in the advertising agent um in the advertising industry they haven't done anything (laughs) I, i don't think they quite get how influence I don't know if I don't yeah. I think they sort of know how it works but I don't think anyone mm-hmm. wants to step in and say no you can't do that <laughs> wow we had, this, uh, we had a guest a few episodes ago David Adelson and he created this piece of um, uh, sound that it's no sound it's silence that you put on you play in the background of your um, of your computer on the on your podcast and you add it to your podcast and it creates peace and harmony and it's amazing that actually when it's playing in the background, how good you feel. And mm-hmm. it, so I can totally like think about those, like those music and the casino is like, I can see why they're not allowed to play different things. It has that effect on. Uh, yeah. I mean, talk about how sound influences you. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, this has been fascinating, Jody. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, where can we, well, we can find out more information about you uh, by checking out your podcast. Uh, which mm-hmm. is audio branding, and uh, would love to uh, send people to your resource again. Can you tell us what that link was again? Sure, it's voiceovers plural voiceovers and a and d vocals dot com slash resources. Perfect, awesome, and don't mm-hmm. forget to get that worksheet there. Check out Jody's podcast, and uh, I would love to chat with you again, Jody, about some more audio branding and audio quality uh, all around podcasting. So thank you so much for being with us today and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you family for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, and review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.